This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This show is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. Empower Your Reality is an online consciousness school that is designed to help you elevate the mind, raise your consciousness, your vibration, to attract and create the reality of what it is that you desire. On Empower, at Empower Your Reality, we have books, we have online classes, you can find the podcast here on there, and other things that can help you elevate and truly learn the art and the science of creating the reality of what it is that you want to experience in your life. So for more information to check out all that we're up to and what we're doing, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Mindful Experiment. Your host, Dr. Vic here, and excited to share with you an awesome conversation I had with this amazing guest, Gregory Landsman. And Gregory and I had a great conversation. We talked about faith. We talked about life in general. We got into, he's written a multitude of books, and we we dove into different things. And he really dove deep into a variety of concepts. And even though he is an expert in the natural beauty world, anti-aging and wellness, 
Um, we really dove into the aspect of life and having just a wonderful conversation. I was really, uh, I loved the energy. I loved his story, how he shares it and so much more. And I know you're going to get moved by it also. But to give you a little bit of a background on Gregory, He's one of the most noted global beauty and wellness experts in the world, a best-selling author of nine books, and a TV host who specializes in using food to take years off the face naturally. Often referred as the beauty advisor, Gregory's books and global TV program, Facelifting Food Show, viewers how to create quick skin-boosting meals and powerful skin treatments using everyday foods to achieve younger, healthier-looking skin at any age. Having worked in the beauty industry for over 30 years, Gregory believes that looking youthful goes well beyond waging war on wrinkles, and that is how we age is 100% controllable. His natural methods are used globally by models shown in universities and recommended by doctors. Uh, Gregory is a strong voice for inclusion. His first book, The Balance of Beauty, explodes the body myth captured his journey of extremes from apartheid South Africa to working at the height of the fashion industry and his fundamental discovery that regardless of what we do, how we look cannot be separated from how we feel. It was a wonderful interview. Sit back and relax. I promise you're going to grasp a lot out of this. But here is Gregory Landsman. Gregory, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Vic, for having me on your show. I am I was totally excited to um, speak with you. Um, about everything and anything that you'd love to discuss. Well, I'm excited to have you on. You have an awesome, I did my due diligence. I did a little bit of research and I just love what you're, you're doing, what you're up to. As a chiropractor in the holistic world myself, it's, uh, it's always, you know, I love seeing what others are doing and uh, I'm just excited for the conversation. I have no idea where this is going to go, but it'll be fun to, to dive in. And for the listeners, as they always know, um, I always have the first question. It's always the same question. I don't change this at all. You know, yes. Gregory, how did you get into what you're doing, you know, today as being, you know, one of the you know, noted as one of the global beauty and wellness experts in the world? You've got best selling of nine books and everything, the TV host and all these things that you're doing, amazing things. Um, how did you get into that world? You know what? Um, I think we'd need 10 podcasts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really, but... Um, my passion really uh, has been to support uh, an individual, not only to look good, but to feel good. And, you know, my journey started um, when I was born in South Africa at the height of the apartheid system. And as early as I could remember, I knew that the texture of my hair the color of my skin and the width of my nose determined my level of freedom and the quality of my life. You know, before I got to school, Dr. Vic, I, I could read um, signs on park benches that said whites only, on public toilets, um, you know, just facilities, cinemas, restaurants. But the hardest thing was watching my mum having to tell me to please hold on as a child until we got home. So the physical aspects of my being 
I became very conscious of at a very early age. And, you know, then I got to school and every day I was beaten and spat on for my physical differences. Back then, I didn't know that that eats into the dignity and the spirit of what makes us a good human being. And I began to stutter. I lost all belief in who I am and what I represented in this world. Uh, my parents um, left South Africa and we had come to Australia. And of course, I began to heal. And life as it um, evolves and we learn and we strengthen, I left all of that behind. My mother was a model and I entered into the beauty industry. And it was there that I understood many aspects about the fantasy of beauty and the truth of beauty. But I owned a very successful uh, cosmetic company. And, you know, I kept doing and being and doing more. And it was extremely stressful until one morning I lost my ability to breathe. And my wife uh, rushed me to the emergency hospital and they hooked me up on oxygen tanks and got me moving. And that was the first time that I realized the power of my breath. I didn't ever give it much thought. I'm not sure most of us do. But my wife had said to me, this is the time that you have to choose between your health or your wealth. It was one of the hardest things I had to choose. There I was faced with something I had built my whole life around that gave me credibility, that I believed gave me value. You know, I worked at the height of the beauty industry with supermodels and models globally. And here I was faced with, will I close this business down? And over the months I did. And I left for India. And it was in India that I sat in silence for 14 hours a day for weeks, focusing only on my breath. No hand gestures, no talking no eye contact, and you sat in one position. Everything in my body ached. I can't, I can't even begin to articulate the pain. And I had never cried more. I just sat there crying, day in and day out. But it was here that I learned something about myself. In the silence with no distractions, no phone calls, no smells, no noise, no nothing. It was in the stillness that I could feel everything that I had been running from. Everything came crashing into me. All my insecurities, all my fears, 
And I realized that I was still that boy that was broken, beaten, and spat on, who had looked at validating himself in the world. And I'd really, for the first time, I realized that all my emotional issues were literally sitting in my tissues. And all I could do was breathe. But it was through the breathing that I found healing. And I made sense of everything from my past. All my fears, all my hurt, all my insecurities. They were just stepping stones that had taken me closer to the truth of who I am as a human being and what made me a good human being. And I looked back on my life and I realized I couldn't change my past, but I could make peace with it. I needed to make peace with it. You know, so many people come into this world and I have friends who said, I'm going to be a doctor and they were doctors. I'll be a lawyer, be a lawyer. I wasn't one of those people. But I do believe that when we are born, the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in, God kisses something within all of us, every one of us. Van Gogh, to paint so beautifully, Mozart, the music, Rodin, to sculpt, Barbara Streisand, to sing, Pavarotti. They were all kissed with something special. But for most of us, And for me, my life journey was to understand and discover what was kissed and then to bring it to the world. Today, I do deal with skin. I show people how to take five to 10 years off their face naturally, utilizing the power of breath, food, massage, how to de-stress and age less. But in truth, I look back, I was sent to the school of beauty where I understood the truth of it. How would I be able to speak to someone about insecurities if I had never felt it? How would I say I understand your hurt if I did not know what it felt like? The beauty industry showed me the fantasy of beauty. Today I know that the most beautiful aspects of a human being, we do not see with the eyes. We feel this with the heart. Because beauty doesn't lie in our physical characteristics, but in the heart of our character. And all the books that I write, the television, Everything is based on my philosophy of beauty. 
And I utilize the acronym of beauty. So the B is for balance. It's a balance of inner virtues that radiates outwardly. It's what ultimately shapes a person's beauty and their life. And the E is for enthusiasm. To show enthusiasm for who we are and all aspects of who we are. And the A is for acceptance. Accepting ourselves as a whole without isolating or fragmenting beauty to certain physical characteristics. And the U is for understanding that when we are born, we are born whole and beautiful. And along the way, we have been educated to doubt what we were given. But if we have the ability to create these insecurities, we have the ability to eliminate them. And the T is for trust, learning to trust in who we are and to value what we represent in this world. And the wise for you that you possess beauty if you can see it in a much more expansive way other than just the physical. Because beauty is really not about um, masculinity. It's not about femininity. It is about humanity and the divine differences and goodness that we all bring to this world. My journey to understand that truth has been a hard one and has been a long one. But for 30 years, I have dedicated my, my work to ensuring that I remind people about the truth of what makes us truly beautiful. And breathing and sitting in silence was an incredible, incredible experience that allowed me to know the power of our breath. You know, we come into this world taking our first breath and we leave this world taking our last breath. But we forget to breathe deeply and consciously during the day. You know, I, I wrote uh, Stop Stress Fast, and that is used, uh, you know, in wellness centers, and it's endorsed. Everything that I do is endorsed by science, by doctors, and taught in universities. But when we look at our breath, it's so powerful. You know, we breathe consciously. We can lower our heart rate. We decrease our blood pressure. And we can put the body in a state of rest and digest. And in this state, we can repair and heal. Our breath oxygenates our blood. It carries more nutrients to the skin and it lowers our cortisol levels. And with the correct use of breath, we can not only transform the quality of our skin, but the quality of our life. And over the years, I've seen literally thousands of people reduce stress, 
in their lives and develop a high level of wellness simply by changing the way they breathe. And through this process, they find that they are healthier and look discernibly younger. So everything that I I do is about empowering people with the knowledge. Really, how do we strengthen the body's defense system and protect the body from freed radicals that destroy our health, our quality of, of our life? Because stress impacts the way we think and the way we feel the way we live and the way we love, not only ourselves, but others. And there are so many incredible natural methods to do this, to de-stress and age less, and our breath is one of them. Eating the right foods is another. Facial fitness and, of course, you know, topical treatments but really looking at how do we de-stress and age less. The power of breath, um, it takes us back to the truth of who we are. And it reminds us of the power that we have all been given to live this life, a good life. So that is um, my story, Dr. Vic. And it's a wonderful story. I appreciate you being very elaborate and in depth with it. It's uh, there's a lot to take from it, a lot to extract, and 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 everything that you've gone through to get to where you are today, and how, um, you know, I have a lot of questions, but I'll I'll go to a couple here. When you were in India, and you know, I always say when you're in silence and and you're, yes. not, you're faced with silence, um, I've got I've never done that long of a period of silence, but I did a weekend one time where I could not talk at all to nobody and uh, had to just be with myself. And it was amazing. Like you went through, I went through that same experience where it's like, you just want to cry at a point. I'm just like, I don't know why I don't like being here. And I, and I started to, and I don't know if you went through this experience, but it was for me, Mm -hmm. I started to see how I didn't like myself, how I was focusing on my negatives. Yep. Yeah. Because there I, um, I met what I called the bully and the bee in the silence. And the bully was that aspect of my being that constantly told me, you can't do this, you'll never be that. You know, it's that loud voice that reminds you of what you could be, but you're not. And the bee is that part that told me you could be more if you did this, if you did that, if you did. And while we, well, for me, while I said I would like to live in peace for the first time, I realized there was an internal war going on that never allowed me to find a strong sense of peace within my being. And in the silence, I heard these voices. And for the first time, I thought, is this how I truly communicate with myself on a daily basis? Because I would never 
say half of these things to a friend that I truly loved and cherished. And yet I hurt myself on a day-to-day basis with these thoughts, these words. And you know, wild words from others can hurt us, Dr. Vic. Yes. The most important words that we will ever hear are the ones that we say to ourselves. And I, I look back and I couldn't imagine speaking to myself like that on a day-to-day basis where I hurt myself, where I told myself that I was not valuable enough to be loved. Nothing shamed me more than believing that I should be more than what I am. That I could be more, do more. And I realized I had to do a whole lot better to support myself to heal. And I had to feel it in order to heal it. Once I could feel it, I could heal it. Because there I could face my demons. I could look at them. It's like an unwanted visitor. I invite them in, listen to what they have to say, and then ask them to leave. And all my insecurities, all my fears, all my hurt, they all ask me to look at who I am and the way I lived and loved not only myself, but other human beings. And it's really the dark night of the soul. When we are hurt, we are disillusioned. We ask ourselves these questions. What am I doing here? What is my purpose? How can I live in a more loving, purposeful manner? We never ask ourselves these questions when we are feeling happy. But in the sadness, if we allow ourselves, invite them in, don't push them away. Those feelings are wonderful messengers that remind us to look at ourselves and to heal ourselves. In the silence, they asked me to look at what was weak, what was hurt, what needed to be strengthened. But more important, more importantly, what needed to be left behind. And as I say, I cannot make, I can't change my past but I can make peace with it. I can learn from it. I can accept it. 
So today I can look at myself in the mirror and I can see the flowers, no longer the weeds. But that comes from taking a good hard look at who I am. And it also reminded me not to ask someone else to love the aspects of myself that I was unwilling to. That was my responsibility, to love those aspects. And I love sitting in silence because in the silence we can hear those whispers. And if we do not listen to those whispers, they turn into screams. That is so true on so many levels. And, you know, as you're elegantly saying, I wanted to, you know, when it came to the, uh, I'm going blank. I knew it was going to run away from me. Um, I'm trying to think here. History of the past, going through that. And it will come to me. But it, it's one of those, you know, looking back. Oh, yeah. When you look back, and this is something that I've been going through. I go through this from period of times in my life. And yeah. for some reason, right around this stage of my life, I'm, I'm getting hit with it even more than ever before. Where I'm going even deeper. Like, I love the rabbit holes of life because you can think like, I went deep enough. I healed. I did good. I was like, wow, I went so far down. And then years later, you revisit and it's like, whoa, here's more layers for you. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, yeah. never stops. It never, never stops. does. I tell you. Never ya. stops. Man. Doesn't stop. No, it doesn't stop. <laughs> and, and that's the thing that I um, think is so beautiful about this life. That if we are not looking at a destination, we just enjoy the journey. You know, and sometimes the, the road is a little bit bumpy. But each bump reminds us about the truth of what makes us good, valuable human beings. You know, when I was running and doing, and I, I had believed that my net worth would equate to my self-worth. You know, as I head towards 60, I, I look at my life and what makes a rich life is the way we think and feel and the way we live and the way we love, not only ourselves, but other human beings. That makes a rich life. It makes a truly a rich life. And, you know, forgiveness plays a, a large part of um, the journey. And uh, Dr. Vic, I had uh, written a book many years ago or several years ago called faith lifting prayers a celebration of humanity and uh, i've got it here because we were chatting about this and i i'd like to read this uh, god help me to celebrate my goodness to empty my inner world of chaos so I can have the space to live in your world. Help me heal the pain from the past and the situations that enabled it. The past is the past. 
yet I struggle to find reasons or meaning for the pain and sadness I have experienced. And as I feel these emotional wounds, keep my heart open so that I can cry honestly, allow every tear that I shed to help me reach inwardly, to pour the hurtful feelings into the loving arms of forgiveness. Let each breath I take gather the painful memories and gently carry them into the well of acceptance so I can rest and revive in the comfort and peace that it offers. Let these feelings spread through my body like butter so I can move forward and run towards life, awake and aware in the full knowledge that regardless of what happened in the past, I can illuminate what is dark and put together what is fragmented, knowing this is how I can honor and forgive myself and the ones that have trespassed against me. Amen. And I wrote that because forgiveness played such a major role in me finding uh, peace with myself and making peace with myself. Because it didn't involve another human being. Forgiveness involves all of me. It was for giving me another chance to live without the pain and the hurt and the fear and the insecurities. And forgiveness is something that I still have to practice. It's not something that is easy for me. Because every day people will hurt us in many different ways. But the most important thing is that that's the time where we have to practice what I, you know, we throw the word loving yourself around. Loving yourself for me has meant how do I embrace myself more kindly? How do I approach myself with much more compassion? How do I pick myself up when I'm down? How do I remind myself that the human body is fragile, but the human spirit is strong? So every day when I wake up, I have an opportunity because it's a new day. It's a new day. And we shape our lives by the decisions we make on a day-to-day -day basis. And those decisions are based on how do we choose to love ourselves and each other so that we can live peacefully with ourselves.
And I love the uh, I love the how you bring up the word peace. This is a quote I'm thinking of that um, that you're elegantly sharing, and I think it just adds to everything. Is uh, it's a quote from Jonathan Lockwood, who Huey, who I have no idea who he is, but the quote I like is that it says, "Forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness, but because you deserve peace." Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, because you deserve peace. Uh, you know, I had an incredible example of this in my youth and it was in Vipassana that the memory of this incident came back to me and I remembered the power of forgiveness and what that really meant. When my grandfather was dying, it was my grandmother's uh, second husband and on this particular day, well, months before he was dying, he couldn't sleep. And I said to um, Opa, why can't you sleep, Opa? And he said, you know what, my boy, it's sin. And I said to him, Opa, what is sin? And he said, it's all the things that I wish I hadn't done. And all the things that I wish I had. It was conscience. And over the weeks, he closed his eyes and he never opened them again. He just laid there for weeks. And on this particular day, my grandma said, Greg, I think Oma, um, Opa is uh, dying. And she always said that life leaps from the feet and she felt his feet. And she was wiping his forehead when he opened his eyes and he said, many will you forgive me? And she said, forgive you. He said, I have to ask for your forgiveness. She said, for what, John? And he said, I have another child. And she said, why didn't you tell me? And he said, because I didn't think you would have me. And she said, of course, I forgive you, John. And he closed his eyes. The tears rolled. And he died. And when I was sitting in the silence, this memory came back to me. And it reminded me of my grandpa that he had lived his whole life waiting for someone else to forgive him. And when I recalled this memory, I recognized that I needed to forgive myself so I could find peace within myself and make peace with myself. (laughs) That's a very powerful lesson. What a wonderful example. I mean, think about the, the mental, just the, 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 the lack of peace, the last lack of ease, always having that in the back of one's mind 
and getting ready to go through transition, that is the one thing that that person was saying, hey, I need to be forgiven for that and holding that on. Um, I know I've done that in the past where I've had things in my life where I would, you know, be, I would hold my, I'm very hard on myself. So it'd be like, if I made a mistake or something, I would just beat myself up over and over. Even if I seek for the forgiveness and I got the forgiveness, I would still do it. Yeah. Um, who knows why? I mean, it's just one of those things, but long story short is, uh, it very elegantly shared because there came a point in my life where I started to realize, like, I don't have, I have to just, you know, own my mistakes. I own what I've done. And I, and I apologize if I harm anyone or hurt anyone in any way. But at the same token, I learned the same kind of thing from some different, different. I learned that through my grandfather in some ways where uh, when he was getting up in age and he was getting to a point where um, getting ready for his transition and the conversations we would have, he would, <laughs> it, it, you would see it come out and, and, and uh, he would be asking for forgiveness. And it was one of the things where I'm like, I, I don't want to have to be, go through this torment, mm-hmm. tormenting myself. And going through that process to then all of a sudden say, you know what, I make mistakes, I'm human, but I need to forgive me so I can keep my inner peace and not let anything disturb that. And that that is um, such an incredible reminder, Dr. Vic, on so, so many levels that we need to make peace with who we are. As human beings, we make mistakes. We hurt others. We hurt ourselves. And we are just challenged in life. You know, life challenges all of us on so many levels, in so many ways. But what doesn't challenge us doesn't change us. And it's never about the challenge, but it's embracing the change. It's embracing the change. Because if I look back, all the challenges help me change. Every single one of them took me closer and closer to the truth of what made me a good human being. Am I perfect? No. Do I make mistakes? Absolutely. Do I still fall down? Yes, I do. But it's not about falling down. It's how do we lift ourselves back up? Do we do it kindly? without beating ourselves up for the simple things that make us human. I love that. Yeah. So it's a, it is a journey. It's an incredible, incredible journey that we can either embrace and accept that it is full of, challenges and hurt and tears and fears and insecurities or we can go through life kicking and screaming that life's unfair but I think we missed the lesson 
when we think about life being unfair. Because the hardest thing that I had to do in my life was to take responsibility for the choices that I had made. And that's probably the hardest pill to swallow out of a Yeah, out of all of them. But you know, here, I look back and um, so many things. You know, a reporter said what was one of my greatest challenges last year. And I can honestly say that the greatest challenge that I have had in this life has been to know my value as a human being. That has been my greatest challenge. And and brother, I can definitely connect with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's when we look, you know, we look all around um, and we live in a world that tells us what we need to look like to be valued and to be accepted and to be loved. And I look, look, I specialize in how to take five to 10 years off skin. Naturally, you know, just with food and breathing and uh, facial exercise and really how do we stimulate collagen? But you know, the funny thing is that if I ask a thousand people in a seminar, what is it that you would you like to get rid of the wrinkle or would you like to feel amazing? 80% of them will say, show me how to get rid of the wrinkle. And I always think of that as it's like a really like a shiny motor car. You know, the paint job is incredible. Leather interior, everything looks magnificent, but it has no engine. And when I speak about the engine, I speak about the human spirit. The human spirit. Because we don't touch people with our our looks. You know, we touch them with our feelings and how we make them feel. And yet we neglect, we neglect to strengthen that aspect of our being. Because what we think and feel, we begin to see and it's reflected in our world and created in our world. But the human spirit, you know, my grandma used to say to me, my boy, You know, God gives us all five minutes of grace. You can wow people with your fancy smells and your cute little nose and nice perfume and hairstyle. She said, but after your five minutes, nothing can hide who you are and the truth of your humanity. So true. You know, I've worked with I've worked with supermodels. I've worked with people globe. Nothing can hide who you are. 
after those five minutes. I love that. That's that's uh, that's some sound advice there, my friend. Um, with all that, I think it's just it's it's huge and solid for so many reasons, so many things. Um, when it comes to that, and um, such a great such great advice we have here. So many. I appreciate the the the, uh, the in depth and the because you know you can hear things and it sounds great. I love I love the analogy of you can have the beautiful car without the engine, but then there's no engine, right? Um, I love that. I think that's just key because I think we're so hooked from as a society about how we look on the outside that we don't focus on how I want to say how we look on the inside, but how we feel on the inside. Yes. Um, yes. And I love what you shared something earlier too that I didn't mention about like feeling and healing. And I think that's really critical because a lot of times in life today, especially, you know, a lot of the work I do is always looking at the mind and um, showing individuals that like, we got to get, you know, one of the things I talk a lot about is like getting out of the mind and getting into the heart, right? This is because we're in an information era. We're always there. So like, even on the healing journey, a lot of times we'll be like, oh, that's why. So I have this because of this. Okay, great. Then this means this. And it's like, no, we're not going to heal that way. Mm -mm. We we need to go deeper. (laughs) You know, you know, one of the, the, the hardest things when we're speaking about that um, is for a long time, you know, when I started on this journey, I would wake up and look at myself in the mirror and say, good morning, Gregory. That was a, a good thing for me. It started out with good morning. And then... I would put my hand on my heart and I would say, good morning, Gregory. I love you. And didn't mean much. And over the weeks, things changed. And one morning I put my hand on my heart and I said, good morning, Gregory. I love you. And that was the morning that I started to cry. That was the morning I cried. I cried in the mirror for all the things that I had hoped to be, all the things that I wasn't, all the things that I had done that had hurt me deeply. And it was a morning where I embraced all of all of who I am. You know, people have often said, oh, did you go to India to find yourself? No, I don't think we ever find ourselves. But India helped me to accept myself. I and, like that. And I think that's the... The key, Dr. Vick, how do we, you know, just accept ourselves and to make peace, really to make peace with who we are and not uh, what we believe we should be or what we could be or what others think we should have been. Because who we are is enough 
just as we are. Because we all have a place here. We all have purpose. We all have a story. We all have a voice that needs to be heard. It has the right to be heard. But while we all have a story, how that story ends depends on the decisions we make on a day-to-day basis. How we will love ourselves. Will we treat ourselves kindly? And from there, how will we extend that to others? Because we can only give another human being what we have. You know, I believe that human beings come in all forms, colors, shapes, sizes. And when we can accept this simple truth, we will no longer hurt ourselves or each other for the things that make us human. And I think one of the things you said too is that, you know, if we can just, you know, it's not about, we're not finding ourselves as, I think, an endless journey because we're so impotent and vast uh, who we really are, right? Yeah. And then, but it's it's understanding our value. And and that I think is, uh, we said this earlier, it's, it's one of those things where um, I think is the most prominent because if you can understand your value, then you can create and do. And it's like, I remember listening to Jay-Z one time in an interview and he said, somebody asked him, what's the one thing you wish uh, you could have done sooner? What would you tell yourself, your younger self? And he said, I just wish I believed in myself sooner. Yes. And, and I thought that was one of the most profound statements because I was like, interesting. It's not about what I do. This was a time in my life about eight, 10 years ago where I was going through this process about the doing, right? Going to do, 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 the B you talked about, right? And uh, constantly do, do, go, go, go. And it came to a point where it's kind of like, I was like, hold up. I don't have to do all these things. I don't have to try to find what's the newest thing. Those are important. And I always like, when I work with coaching clients, I always tell them, I'm like, those things are important. But I'm like, the biggest thing is finding value because once I found value and understood my value and my worth, then yes. all of a sudden, everything else, I was like, this is, this, I'm, now I, I felt like I had the chance now to create my own life in a different way. And yeah. it's been fascinating because, you know, as anything, as you know, right, when you make these first changes, they don't go as smooth sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, they like the little baby muscles that need to be strengthened, you know, pumped up and fed on a day-to-day basis. Oh yeah. Old thinking habits, old emotional responses, all these things yes. still there, but then yes. you break through that and eventually you get to a point. It took me a couple of years and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, okay, that worked. Okay. Now what else can I do in my life to create, understand my value? Let me go do more of that deeper seeking. So um, I think that's monumental and, and it's huge. And I love how you're all about the breath because that is, um, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, as you said, the first thing we take into this life is our breath. And the one thing we leave with is our, is our breath. And, um, but the breath is something that, you know, what I love and I use personally been using for over 10 years. And I share this a lot and teach on this is that it also what allows you to just get back 
in the moment, right? And get right here, right now. Yes, it does. It does. It it takes you back to the inside, you know, this inner world. And that is the world where I believe we can access possibilities and we begin to fight for our possibilities, not our limitations. It's that inner world that says all is as it should be in this life. You are exactly where you are supposed to be so you can learn and understand more and more about who you are. No mistakes, just lessons. And I recall, you know, where I had nowhere to run, no, nowhere to do, nothing to do. I turned inward and listened to my truth. There was the truth. Not what my head was telling me, what my heart was telling me. And when a lot of people ask me, but how do you know when it's right? Because it's that feeling inside, Dr. Vic. We all know that feeling. It says, hmm, this feels right. And when it feels right, it is right. And when it feels wrong, it is wrong. Because it never lies. It never lies. But if you don't listen to those whispers, they will turn into screams. We've got to listen. In the silence, we hear those whispers. We hear those whispers. And they take us really closer and closer to the truth of how we can add value to our life. How do we recognize our value? Yeah. Because we, we are placed here for purpose. We have a purpose, all of us. doesn't need to be something to save the world. Your purpose might be just to be a good, loving human being, to be a good father, a great mother, to extend kindness on a day-to-day basis. But so many people believe their little bit doesn't count. It all counts. Because a waterfall starts with one drop. And we can all be that drop. We all have the capacity to be that drop. Providing, providing we give ourselves permission And to acknowledge that we have that drop and we can share that drop. But we should never undervalue or underestimate what we have and who we are and what we represent in this world. You know, I uh, 
had gone back to school to do research. I've got an educational program in the schools. Um, but I went back and I did qualitative and quantitative research. And while I was doing that um, at school, I was the research was really to understand how a child's concept of beauty is formed. And but I came across a teacher. And I came home and I said to my wife, if I had children, this is the only teacher I would ever want to have my children be exposed to. She was magnificent. I'd never felt so much love and genuine compassion and she was just purposeful, integrous. I, I can't even describe her. And she told me this uh, story of a little girl that ran out of, um, she, they'd asked this little girl to please come to the front of the, the, the class to recite a poem. And this little girl ran out of the classroom. And the teacher ran after her and said, what is the matter? She was, she was crying. And she said, the other kids don't like me. She said, they call me stinky. And nobody will even share their lunch with me. And nobody will play with me. Nobody even wants to sit with me. And this little girl wasn't cared for. She often came to school with uh, holes in her shoes. Her uniform was never ironed and her hair was always messy. She had plaited it herself and her lunch was always wrapped in either newspaper or anything that she could find that she had obviously made herself. And the teacher knelt down and said to her, If I could choose any little girl in the world, I would choose you. Now come back inside and finish the poem. The little girl went back in and read the poem. This teacher said to me, that little girl was me. I became a teacher because... of a woman who told me that I was valuable. Her kind words changed my life and that inspired me to be a teacher. That for me was priceless because we all even have the capacity to use our words and there comes such an incredible responsibility with the spoken word because it takes a split second for us to express a word and for that word to leave our mouths, but it can live in someone else's heart forever. And we can use our words to uplift and heal or to hurt and destroy but we all have the capacity to extend a word of kindness 
and that can change someone's life. It's like the old saying goes, you know, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Uh, I think it's one yeah. of the biggest lies we teach. <clears throat> yeah. Because yeah. Just like look at your story you shared there. I know I have my own that I could talk about. And it's one of those things where it's always that you will always uh, remember what someone said to you. Yeah. Um, always good or bad. And it's yeah. one of those concepts on that. So it's uh yeah, it's it's an incredible thing, but we all have something powerful to extend and share, Dr. Vic. We all have that within our ability and our being as, as human beings. All we have got is to remind ourselves that we have something magnificent to share. And we must live this life fully and openly and to share the very best of who we are as we are. Amen to that. Gregory, this has been a blast. I've been loving chat. I could talk to you for hours, I, I feel like. Um, how can people connect with you, find you, see what you're up to, all that you're doing? Uh, how, how can they reach out to you? You can go to my website, gregorylandsman.com. Um, I have uh, an Instagram. I don't post, but you can DM me um, if you don't want to email me. I've also got a free ebook, um, The Skin Secret to Looking Younger at Any Age. Um, and uh, I've got a wonderful treatment on that's, uh, that's out there called Make the Collagen Connection. And I've got apps, facelifting food apps, available on the App Store and Google. And it's really how do you utilize food to de-stress and age less to stimulate collagen. And really, how do we not only look good, but how do we feel good? And of course, all of my books are on um, Amazon and all major platforms. So it's... Um, yeah, if you want to connect with me, that's um, the best way to, to connect. And I always open to emails and questions and yeah, basically anything that is on your mind and on your heart. Love that. And for the listeners, as always, I'll have this all in the show notes for you. Uh, Gregory, it was uh, a breath of fresh, fresh air to chat with you and just, you know, to hear your story, what you went through to um, step into the, the true power of forgiveness and then finding that peace within in your, in your journey. Uh, love what you're up to. I love the, everything that you're doing. And I just was appreciated for you to share some space with me to share with the listeners uh, your story and some wonderful tips and advice that you did today. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, Dr. Vic. And thank you for doing what you do because you provide an incredible service to people globally. You know, you support them and empower them with good information that can make a difference to people's lives. And I'm all about information because with the right information, we can make the right decisions 
and informed decisions, how we take care of ourselves um, and each other. So you do an incredible job and um, thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.